Welcome back for a Sunday session. We're back. We're doing range anxiety again this week. Got a bit of a sore head this morning. Bit of celebrations. A few things going on last night. We uh, yeah, we went out to the roll racing again. And because I've been a bad boy all week, I actually got sacked from the team. No, I actually got out of going. I used every excuse I could. I thought, I might want to spend a Saturday night, you know, at home or go out with my mates or do something other than play with cars for a change. So... The crew went without me. Um, they took uh, John and Danny, my, my partners in Powertech Tuning, they took like a selection of cars, you know. Most people just turn up with one car. If you're John Munro, you've got to turn up with four. So we took uh, the reigning champ, the Audi R8 twin turbo. We took previous round two winner, our billet R35 gold GDR 2015 anniversary model. We took, there's a lot of people out in the hills that ain't listen to that. That there is the sound of unreliability, a piston engine. We took our HQ Coupe, a 540 cube big block turbo, and we took our McLaren 650S with the IPE exhaust and custom tune. That makes a fair bit of stonk. Um, and yeah, like if anything went wrong with any of those, there's no fixing them on the spot. You know what I mean? They're all pretty complex cars. So, you know, the boys get excited about their roll racing and why not? You know, there's not a lot else to do um, in South Australia in terms of, of racing. If you're not into hill climbs and roundy roundies, then, you know, uh, roll racing's about it um, for, you know, straight line motorsport. So we did a bit of work during the week. Um, the Audi I had some pretty high hopes for. Uh, we went up from the 5 PSI boost. Yeah, it was running about 5.3 down to 4.9 in the top end to make 700-odd wheel horsepower. Um, and, you know, I hooked up the boost controller on it and snuck a couple into it with the boost control valve. Um, hooked up the minimum I could make is about 8 and a little bit. So I just left it on minimum, and so we've gone from like 5 to 8. We put 3 pounds of boost in it, made another... 100 horsepower at the wheels bloody incredible so now it's making 800 that there will be the limit of the fuel system it will be the limit of the clutches i would think um we've got a bit of fooling around to do with the um dq 800 dct transmission in there we're gonna we're gonna flash a bit of a tune in that to give it a bit more clamping pressure and a bit more clutch bite in the hope that it will make it live a longer and happier life. But, you know, we, we, we're getting to the limit of that car now without doing stupid shit to it. Um, you know, no one wants to be pulling apart engines and building them or building transmissions or putting gear sets in and that sort of crap. You know, 800's fast, um, and the car drives beautifully with, with proper manners, and it does everything perfectly. And I say to the boys, don't ruin it. So, yeah, that was our prep on the Audi. Oh, yeah, and we put a fire extinguisher in it. Daniel also uh, did a lot of thermal management on it. Um, he put some heat bags over the turbos, wrapped the dump pipes, you know, just all smart stuff like that to keep it nice and cool under the bonnet. You know, he wants to drive it around a fair bit and he wants to take it on the track. God help us all for some circuit sessions. And yeah, so he wants the thing to stay cool. So he spent a few hours doing that. And he, the job he did looks actually really, really nice. I was really impressed with the, the way that came up. So fire extinguisher in, mounted off the seat rails, much like I did in the, the Model 3. 
all the temp wrapping and so forth done and you know a bit of a quick um, session on the dyno didn't really even touch the tune and mixtures because the thing runs uh, closed loop feedback control flat out with the Cyvex um, S12 the mixtures were exactly where I dialed them it compensated for the timing it's just bloody perfect um, set up so yeah I really didn't touch the tune to tell you the truth I just put the boost in and went bang off we go um, the GDR we did a little bit of work too as well you remember I was rabbiting on about uh, torque management being a really important part of going fast at roll racing. Um, we don't have uh, the luxury of, of the professional motorsport traction control system that's in the Audi because we're running standard, you know, John's GDI, it's crazy and all, but it's still standard ECU, you know, like there's no, you know, Motex or Cyvex or special whiz bangery. It's just a speed density tune on the stock management system running the stock traction control. So we couldn't, and yeah, you, you actually can implement via Cobb's um, ProTuner software, you can implement a, a sort of upgraded motorsporty traction control system into the factory R35 ECU. We chose um, not to do that. I, you know, John runs these big steamroller wheels on it big massive heavy rotten things they are they look great but they're massive they look like a th I don't know look like a three four five on the back and you need like a forklift to pick them up they're that bloody heavy um so he, he got around he bought some lighter rims for it and we put better tires on it you know like the one thing i learned very early on in the piece when we used to go racing was a lot you know, for straight line stuff was on it drag strip or for a straight line application use straight line or drag strip tires now the rules are at roll racing is you can't run a full slick so on these little 18s which only just clear the my 15 brakes you know you'd be lucky to get like a a, a cigarette paper in between the in between the caliper and the rim i hope it doesn't pick up a rock and cut the rim in half you know, that is always a big risk. So in those 18s we got some mnh race masters like a drag radio all round and, you know, they are very, very light. They'd say probably oh, 10 kilos a corner over the 21s that were on the car. The 21s are just simply too big. I mean, they look great and they're very showy, but no, 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 no. Not for a racetrack. So we put them on it. Um, John was all interested in the weight reduction then, so he pulled the passenger seat out of it. God only knows why. I mean, you know, you save 20 or 30 kilos, but when you playing with 15 or 1600 horsepower who cares and he put a fire extinguisher in it too so everyone i think should run a fire extinguisher in their car we've had a bit of a you know fire extinguisher week this week at powertech we've been putting them in everything and a tesla and audi and a, an r35 jdr so yeah we that's all we did to john's still running 30 psi boost nothing special it's still a six injector motor still on the stock ecu Still only running a triple in tank fuel pump system and it still only runs on straight out the pump E85. It's nothing super special, but it went out there and it absolutely smashed everyone. Um, I was at home at the time when they first took it out there and of course, John's on the phone to me. He rings me up and he goes, oh, hang on the three switches. Is it RR off or what is it? I forget. And I said, mate, when you guys learn how to use your cars, Every supercar owner does this. They don't know how to bloody operate them. And John just called us a cucumber and says, well, I've got that many bloody cars. I can't remember how to use all of them. And I'm like, yeah, good point, mate. <laughs> but he obviously did. And he, he he was burning that he got beaten by his brother last time in the Audi. 
absolutely burning because he figured it was his for the taking and, and he mucked it up, you know, he mucked up his rolling rolling boost. Like he made he made a real mess of it. So he was really, really focused to not make a mess of it this time. And he didn't. He worked that out to a T and just went through and gapped, chopped, snipped everything in the competition until there was only, you know, one car left. And then he had to rerun in the finals because the lights didn't bloody go green. And so he, you know, smashed it off off the start, saw the lights didn't get green and just got off, you know, before completing the pass. And the little LC Tirana, which is a beautiful little car, but, you know, probably 500 horsepower shy or 700 horsepower shy John's thing. You know, drove around him in the top and everyone's going, wow, you know, look at that, Tirana go. It's like, no, no, guys, rerun. And then everyone's going, oh, Tirana got cheated. GDR's cheated. No, the lights didn't bloody go green. You know, this is the problem with drag racing and these sorts of events is everyone gets so butthurt about little things, little things. And, you know, the whole thing's supposed to be fun, guys. Get over it. So anyway, they, they lined up, and I was just watching this. I, I watched it this morning. I didn't even know there was a live feed. Um, and, yeah, they lined up in the final, and I reckon John probably beat, you know, he won the event by a bus length. You know, he did it easy. The thing was really, really on song. I was really, really happy with that. And so, yeah, we won. So that's third time in nine events. So we got a pretty good, and we didn't go to, I think, two of them. So we got a pretty good, um, hit, you know, hit ratio there. If you see... Our cars out there, you know that they're going to be there or thereabouts, or more than likely there's a 33.33% chance they will win the event, even when we don't go. Isn't that amazing? Little statistic. Um, the Audi, yep, well, uh, Dan kind of just fluffed that up, and, and it happens, not really Dan's fault, it happens when you're on the line, you're ready to go, and there's a breakage, or they've got to tow someone off the track, more motorcycles, temporary Australians. There they go, flat out. Um, you know, you get a breakage in front of you, they shut the track, they open the track, it flusters you. And then they're like, okay, you're going five minutes. And I think Danny just had the car all sh uh, shut off, turned it all back on, didn't get something quite right, or may not have got the um, rolling boost quite right. And that's all that's got to happen. One tiny, tiny little thing goes wrong, and bang, you're out. Like happened to John last time. <laughs> Johnny wasn't going to let it happen this time. So, yeah, he went right through. I mean, uh, I wanted him to take the McLaren through into the finals. Um, that was fast. It was every bit as fast as the Audi, apparently. Uh, that 650S is is a jet of a thing. That'd have to be making close to 800 at the tyres too, I reckon. Um, well, yeah, I think it made 778 or something like that. It, it's pretty cool. That's 800 horsepower and the old, and the dirty old HQ. Now, the, the Munro boys love their Munros. Munros, Monaros, Monaros, Munros. I don't like them. I don't like old HQs and stuff, but those guys love them. And it's their HQ, even if you you don't like the things like I don't, it, it still is a, a pretty impressive car. You know, big, filthy 540 cubic inch thing, turbo the size of a football field on it, um, Mtron management, nice, you know, uh, motorsports dash. It, it's, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty cool rig, and it, you know, it just fries the tyres, you know, so that, that's what a thousand horsepower at the wheels will get you in a standard, yep, that's right, standard rear end HQ. The good news, though, out of all of this, 
He said, I've been predicting it for a while that there's going to be a breakage. We're going to come home with our tail between our legs at some stage. I mean, we take that many cars, we go to that many of these events, something has to break eventually. But my goodness, I'm going to get John to go out and buy like a, a lottery ticket for me, uh, the Powerball, the Mega Draw or something, because he just keeps not breaking anything and that car just continues, in fact, all the cars continue just to go perfectly. Other people are, you know, up to their elbows in grease and shit in the pits trying to work on them. We're all just standing around, you know, with our thumbs up our bums, um, watching these things run perfectly. In fact, we've had one mechanical failure on the GDR since we built it, really. No, John's GDR we built in 2016. It's had two things go wrong with it. One is the starter cable dropped off it right in the very beginning, so it wouldn't start. And two, uh, we thought it had lost a hose out at Roll Racing, Roll Racing number three or four, I think it was, when it just lost all boost, but it actually split the intercooler tank in half. Yeah, the HKS circuit spec intercoolers simply weren't up to handling 30 pound of boost. So yeah, and the, and the Audi, well, nothing's ever gone wrong with that. That, that. I mean, that's a pretty fresh build still, but yeah, we're kind of getting that knack when nothing falls off. And that, that's that's what makes a difference. You get all of these guys. And I, I watch them, you know, I watch them on the net, you know, on, on the Roll Racing Smack Talk group and on their own personal pages, all trying to honey dick, you know, like, oh, you know, come out, we've got the best cars, you know, do it properly, do it with us. We know what we're doing. And, you know, they don't even make the top 10, half of these gooses. I mean, sure enough, you can say, look, you know, you guys are playing with mega dollar cars here. Not everybody's got access to, to new GDRs and Audis and stuff like that. And yeah, that, that, that is true. I mean, you've got to have the hardware to win it. You're, not, you're going to be hard-pressed winning in a, in a standard rear-end HQ, say, you know, when you're up against things with proper torque management, torque vectoring, proper traction, and, of course, a humongous shitload of power. But you can do all right in some reasonable packages, you know, small packages if you use your brain. Like, there's no reason why an R32 or an R33 GDR can't be fast. I mean, they're not super cheap cars anymore. They used to be. There's no reason. I mean, we've seen a Monaro win it. We've seen a Commodore win it before. There's no reason why you can't go fast and win in one of those. You don't need a mega dollar car. Um, but what you do need to do is... If you're building the car, understand what you're building it for. Or if you're having the car tuned by someone, pick someone that actually knows what they're doing and understands what the actual sport you're trying to compete in is about. You get me? Like, there's no point um, setting up the suspension for corners if it's roll racing success that you want. You know, it, it, there's, it's, there's tricks to it. Like every motorsport, if you want to win it, even though this is like grassroots entry-level shit if you want to win it you've got to actually build the car to win it you see what i'm saying which is exactly what we do and that's why when we rock up there you're going to be pretty hard pressed to beat us most of the time because we science it we look at what it takes to get from one end to the other we don't go on and go oh you know i've got no fancy traction control i'm gonna smash you guys with cubes no you're not you just look stupid when you say shit like that, you know, when, when people do that. It's a science. Motor racing in all aspects is a science, and those that win it are those that follow the science and look at it. Like, you know, the first... It's kind of like drag racing to, to a point, roll racing, where the first 60 foot determines whether you win or lose. 
I don't care how much horsepower you got. You can have a two and a half thousand horsepower car there and get topped by a bloody near stock thing. You know, so you got to look at the way the car works from that initial jump. That's that's number one. And then you've got to make sure, really, that you don't roll over and, and, and run out of legs. Even though the track's short, you, you still, like, some of our data logging showing, showing in excess of 230, 240 kilometres an hour, right? So you don't want to run out of legs at the top. So you need a car, you need a combo that pulls hard uh, up to about, yeah, 150 mile an hour. So that's the sort of speeds people are getting. So you want to win. You have to take all of these things into consideration. Weight isn't really the key. I mean, we're one up with huge John's GDR, hugely heavy. Even with these new, well, you know, wheels and tyres on it and seat, it would probably it would be the heaviest car at the event, probably. You know, it, it tips the scales last time we weighed it. I can't even remember what it was accurately, but it was in the 18s, 1,800 kilograms. So it's, you know, coming up for 38, 3,900 pound, 4,000 pound monster. So yeah, so weight's not really that important. What What is important is how the car uses that weight, how weight transfers, how it loads a tyre and then how it drives the tyre. So these, these are all of the things that we look at. Um, and then, you know, so we, we made that decision. There's, there's no point in trying to uh, muck around at the advanced traction control system in the car when we simply didn't have enough grip, um, even at the deep end of the track to start with. Like, you know, John was, uh, I think I, I spoke about it last uh, roll racing podcast we did, and John came in complaining and screaming at me that things got a miswire and why did we check it? I said, uh, and I heard it, you know, coming past at the deep end, bah, 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 and I'm thinking, oh, God, here we go. Let's rip half the top off the motor out here, get all greasy, covered in shit, and put some plugs in it, or, you know, what's going on here? And I said to him, did you have traction control turned off? He goes, oh, maybe not. So he went out, ran it again, retraction off, boom. Perfect, right? But it was showing that there was still uh, not enough grip. I think he had traction in race mode where it's not quite as sensitive. There was not enough grip down the deep end of the track. <laughs> you know, we were even turning tyres up at 130, 140 mile per hour. So... Yeah, uh, well, that's what the computer was saying. You know, that I could hear it. I could hear it cutting power and dropping cylinders on the way past. So you, putting tyres on before you get, you know, smart with electronics at all. Putting tyres on, which is the basic thing to do, which, which is why we did that. Anyway, enough um, of roll racing for now. Uh, it's exciting we don't have another one for another month, and I know the boys are going to come out with some cockamamie schemes of... Uh, protecting their title, you know, that, that's a problem. You go out there and you, you win them back to back, like uh, both um, John and Danny have done now. You win them both back to back, and now it's like third time's a charm. What are we going to do? We got to be there. We got to protect our. Oh, no, you don't have to. You can give someone else a chance for a while, you know, give it a shot. Um, we're building a pretty cool C7 Corvette. I'd like to see that there next time. Uh, I love, I, I do love late model vets. Um, not a muscle car, as it was pointed out to me the other day. They're a sports car. Muscle cars are sedans with, with big engines in them, apparently, where a Corvette's a pure sports car. But, you know, it's got the LT4 in it with that tiny little pissy blower on it. Makes some good grunt. Uh, it's been tuned in the States before it was imported here. And, you know, it's got a wound up. It, the, 
supercharger's over, over, overclocked, overcooking itself, the little 1740 or whatever it is. Um, so we've decided to pick that off and toss it clean in the bin. Um, in fact, Johnny just got mental with the Texas Speed catalog and ordered one of everything. So we're doing, uh, they supplied the most beautiful long tube headers for it which are really, really nice. Uh, we're doing like a camshaft upgrade. We're doing like fuel system upgrade with bigger injectors and, and bigger pump. Um, and of course we're going to a 2650 supercharger, the big Magnuson. Uh, our friends at Harrop didn't make anything for it. So we, we're bolting the big Maggie on the top and that, that thing made 440 kilowatts. Or I don't know what's that, 600 horsepower, the wheels to start with. So I'd like to see that thing with, you know, with a bit of air blowing into it and probably 15, 16 pounds of boost. I'd like to see close to a thousand of the tires out of that thing, which will make it, I reckon, a pretty um, handy roll racing thing with the right rubber on the back of it. I reckon it'll be faster than you think. The only thing that will hold it up is the transmission. You know, it's a seven-speed manual. Manual, seven-speed. Odd number of gears, huh? And, uh, yeah, that, that will probably get in the way of, of making it any good. Um, but, yeah, if Johnny can and slick shift that and get it going, I, I, think, I think that thing will be quite a bloody weapon. And who cares? Who cares how fast it is, really? It's going to be just a bloody cool build. That sort of thing... It's not electric, no, but it excites me because it's something, you know, we haven't built a really tough LT4 before, so we're really looking forward to doing it. And of course, if that works out really well, which I'm sure it will, because we bought all the right stuff and we know what we're doing, um, we've got a new uh, Camaro with an LT4 in it sitting in the showroom, and I'm sure that one will receive some love as well. Uh, other things that have impressed me lately, well, I'll tell you what hasn't impressed me. No, we'll start with what has impressed me. The Jeep Trackhawk. Now, that bloody impressed me. That thing made a heap of grunt, like, you know, standard at, at all four wheels. Simple little upgrade. Simple little blower pulley, tune, and a cat-back exhaust. It made, like, 670 horsepower at all four wheels or something. What a jet of a thing. And, you know, they just, they just don't build, well, then, well, they do build them like that because you can still buy one. But those are the cars that we're really going to miss. Just stupid. I mean, a, a track walk's a stupid car. No one needs that much grunt. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Everyone needs that much grunt. But, you know, these are the cars that emission laws are, and are going to kill. Um, and, yeah, uh, speaking of which, oh, yeah, what hasn't impressed me? What hasn't impressed me is Tesla taking so bloody long to release this played edition that I'm waiting patiently for and you know i'm getting sick of bloody waiting i wanted to see the motor trend test out by now i wanted to see some numbers on this elon if you're listening come on big daddy don't let us down i want to get my hands on one of these things and get it cranking um i'm pretty sure it'll crank anyway in fact one of grimes's friends i forget grimes is elon's wife the rock star um one of grimes's female friends put up a tweet uh, Saturday saying that she'd been in the plaid. Um, oh my god, and I think she does have a model S uh, Raven herself, but oh my god, with the three things that she said. So, yeah, come on, stop teasing, get it out there. Um, what else have we done? Yeah, I managed to get the Nginx bonus module in my little Model 3 SR Plus that I'm sitting in talking to you from right now. So, yay, I've actually got it 
doing cool shit like opening the trunk when it, well, I walked past it, popping the doors open, all sorts of cool things like that, but mainly drift mode. And yes, I took it out and tested it yesterday. Um, no more traction interference. It will just light tires up on demand on corner exit when it puts down all of that massive amount of torque that it has. So yay, that's going to be really good next time we go to the hill climb. And you know, I wasn't going to hill climb it again, but I'm like John and his bloody roll racing. Once, once you get doing all of this stuff, you just can't stop. So look, I hope you um, enjoyed today's Epicast. I did actually, I didn't really feel like doing one today at first, a little bit of a headache, like I said, but um, we've got on top of that and, and we've talked about some interesting stuff. So please send me some um, feedback to dtech, D-T-E-C-H at S-E-N-E-T.com.au. I think next Epicast, we're going to cover a bit more of this EPA stuff in a little bit more depth and we'll talk about the RPM Act because there's some people getting seriously shit scared in the States at the moment about all of, all of this, the Fed's coming and taking their cars. And to tell you the truth, I don't really blame him, Blame them. It's, it's looking a bit, bit ominous. However, like I said, the smart will survive. So if you want to make sure you're one of them, make sure that you stay tuned and keep listening to Range Anxiety.